0: The USA is getting on the field soon. They're playing their last tri series in Cricket World Cup League Two. Uh, they're travelling to Namibia, to Vintuk, where they'll play against obviously the hosts Namibia and Papua New Guinea between the 19th and 26th of November. This is a, a rerun of the recent PNG tri series that was held uh, back in September with the same teams. Namibia won all four of their games in that one. PNG managed to get one over the USA. And there was also a tied game, uh, which was very exciting, but probably also very frustrating for fans of both teams uh, t- to watch the conclusion there with um, right. seemingly both teams trying to throw it away. So, USA and PNG were quite bad, and Namibia were a class above in that series. And now that they're playing at home, I mean, Namibia historically have been quite strong at home. So I guess they're probably looking to be winning all four games again. Uh, but the USA, a couple of squad changes. They've replaced five players, actually, from their 14-man group that traveled to PNG. Grand Malhotra goes out, Sai Mukamala, Rahul Jarawala, Yaseer Muhammad, and Kyle Phillip also join him on the bench. And they're replaced by Cheyenne Jahangir, Saideep Ganesh. Sushant Modani and Ian Holland. Um, and also it was Man Rafik. Now, I mean, a couple of these guys, Sushant Modani, Ian Holland, they would probably be automatic selections uh, that they, they were just um, missing last time due to, um, I, I think it was visa problems for Modani. And Ian Holland was, was contracted with his county side Hampshire, so he, he couldn't make it. But Correct. a couple of these others are, are intriguing kind of choices because, yeah, Mukamala and Jerry Walla are two of the sort of exciting young talents who've come through the under 19 system. They haven't quite produced yet uh, at, at senior level. I think both of them have pretty disappointing returns so far. Yasir Muhammad, though, I think he bowled quite well in the limited opportunities he's had. So that's kind of an interesting one.
1: To, to put some context to them, obviously, Jeskar Mahotra uh, holds the record for the highest run total of a number five in an ODI game in a single innings and also he scored those six sixes at the very end of that innings uh which everyone talks more about that but I think the
0: more impressive thing is the gigantic score he put up that day (sighs) he hasn't done a whole lot since then though Is kind of the issue
1: that's the thing The, the interesting thing is of his 429 ODI runs 250 of them have come against Papua New Guinea yeah that's a good counterpoint actually Yeah. So he scored, he had a great 2021. He has not had a good 2022. He, his average is just 19.33. He only has one half century this year. And, uh, that is, that's in seven innings for him. So he hasn't really produced this year. Now, last time he was dropped from the team, it took him a little while to get back in, but when he did, he kind of, he kind of came back in with a bang. So let's see if he does get reselected, you know, um, if he ever does. Um, but, uh, we would have to have some events i think some domestic events for that to happen which we don't really have um we do have the uh they did usa did announce a u15 nationals which uh i don't know why they did that considering their financial situation i don't know what the prior why that's a priority having a u15 national championship and each of these teams there each of these zonal teams is playing four 50 overs games in 4 days and that's really tough for a bunch of 14 year old kids um but I yeah I don't know why that was the priority. But uh but either way, Malhotra when if he does get back in this team, how is he going to do it? You know what is the, what avenue is he going to have to do to get back in this team? Because we have a lot of guys who by next summer are going to be eligible for uh, USA cricket. A lot of bigger name fellas. Um, that, that came over here for minor league cricket this this 2023 uh, three late you know especially later 2023 but that's it's going to be a year where a lot of the new players start to become eligible so Deskaran's going to yeah I don't know when he's going to get the chance if he if he's going to get back in the team uh, you know but then you have Kyle Phillip who was uh, dropped and Kyle never really got if you ask me a fair shake he kind of just got you know, one game, a series. It seemed to be. I mean, last a, a year ago in September of 2021, he got two games in a series. He had one really good game and another game where it was kind of really didn't make a mark. And then his one game this year, he didn't make a mark. But you know, I don't know why you take him on. USA oftentimes will take these take new players and um not really give them many chances. And Kyle seems to be one of those one of those guys. I know there are people out there that question his bowling action, but. um you know, it wasn't brought up this time around. Um, Then you, yeah, Sai Mukamala, youngster, a brilliant youngster. He was a standout at the 2019 National Championship in 2021. He was absolutely phenomenal. And then he did very, very well at the Houston Challenge, which was a major league cricket event in Houston. Uh, last spring where they got the USA team and a bunch of major leaguers together to play in a 50 overs tournament and I believe he was the leading run scorer in that tournament so and that's with a lot of USA level players involved um Rahul Jarawala led last year last year he led the men's 50 overs national championship in runs and he's a youngster that come, coming from that U19 team so he certainly can play that format very very well he's a pretty aggressive batter he's got a much Better strike rate than Simu Mukamala, who tends to play a little slower, but Sai, Sai actually performed better at the international level. It came a few runs shy of his of his maiden uh, half century. So of, of this group, the one I'm most shocked about, kind of being left out, is Sai Mukamala, To be honest with you, as you said, Yasser did very well in his chances. I think of these of this group of guys, I think everyone was most surprised about about Yasser Muhammad getting a chance in the first place with the men's team. Not that he's not a good player, but that he uh, he got the the chance because of his role that kind of like made him a little more urgent to the selectors, I think. Yeah,
0: everyone everyone always wants a a leg spinner, don't they?
1: Yeah, everyone wants a leg spinner. If there's anything that USA is lacking domestically is eligible leg spinners. So, you know, that kind of got him his spot. So, yeah, yeah, Yasser, he's very good player, uh, good, good fielder, good young. uh, You can bat well, too. He's probably got a very good fu- good future for USA cricket, but um, he's been left behind. Now the I like talking about these guys that came in too. You know, I, I love the guys that got that got dropped, and I love the guys that came that are coming in. Uh, Shayon Jehangir, he played U nineteen for Pakistan. He was on the he played a, in a World Cup for Pakistan uh, on their U nineteen team, and he's been here I think since twenty seventeen or so. He came here uh, in pursuit of his wife, and um. He's
0: staying because she's still here well that's that's relatable i'm I'm in Iceland for the same reason, so fair enough <laughs> <laughs>
1: your new favorite player
0: <laughs>
1: so uh cheon jehangir he's he's a keeper batsman, top order he did incredibly well in minor league cricket this year. he was one of the top performers he made the domestic team of the tournament he was a bright spot on a not a very good team um at least as far as results go i think they're they're a lot better than they than they uh, prove themselves to be, but he plays for the Lone Star Athletics down in Houston at uh, Musa Stadium is their home venue. Uh, he's their wicketkeeper batsman. He had at the beginning of the season, he had some incredible stretch of, I think it's five or six of the first seven innings. He scored 40 plus runs. And he does it at around a 135 strike rate in in T20. Now, I'm talking about T20 stats in minor league cricket because we don't really have a 50-overs domestic tournament that's uh, of a similar uh, ilk to compare them to. But, he, yeah, he deserves this chance. Everybody kind of speculated that he was going to get called up. Said Ganesh, very young batter. Um, Some people are shocked to see his name, but if you followed his year uh, this year in cricket in in the USA, he did play very well in – now, he lives in – the Bay Area, and he moved out there specifically for cricket, and he played in the Altius 50-overs a league, which is probably the best concentration of talent in a domestic 50-overs league in the USA, and that was also kind of a, a creation of Major League Cricket. It's, it's not the longest league, it's pretty short, but uh, he was one of the, he's think he was the sixth-ranked batter in that league, and that's a league with Unmuk Chand, with uh, Sammy Aslam, um, you know... A, a lot of big a lot of, it's it's got that particular area of the U.S. is probably the best uh, as far as talent density and they play on natural turf and uh, they were the first to play on a hybrid wicket so yeah Saidi per- performed very well in that he was one of the he, he made both the domestic minor league team and the U21 minor league team because he was a U21 player. So, so it's nice to see a, a young player like him also selected. Yeah, we did lose three, three players from the USA U19 that were just 19 team that were just dropped from the men's team, but side deep is a young player himself. Obviously, you mentioned Sushant and Ian Holland. And then Usman Rafiq returns to the team. He hasn't played for USA since the Super 50 in 2018. And he is a off-spin bowling all-rounder, kind of like a straight all-rounder. He can bat and he can bowl. And he was the captain of the Houston Hurricanes team in minor league cricket. Had one of the greatest seasons in in, in the leagues. Had two five first in the season and finished on a domestic, the domestic uh, national minor league team now another interesting tidbit about Usman a very sad tidbit is he lost his wife in February to uh, cancer and he has some small children that he's now obviously the only parent of and, uh, so he even considered contemplating hanging up his spikes this year, but he decided to stick it out and do the thing that, that he's always loved to do. And he felt like that's what his wife wanted him to do. So, um, he's had a tremendous year and he's earned his place back in the team. And I know that him, Saideep, Cheyenne, that, I've talked to them in the past. This has always been their goal is to get in the USA team. It's something they value above everything else. So, uh, I think they picked, they did a good job picking these guys. Honestly, I think they picked very good players and players that really deserve it, players that have been performing. It's nice to see, you know, you know, this is an another interesting thing. With the climate of the American cricket scene right now, a lot of people think that, oh, why are they only picking based on minor league stats or, or you know, why should they only pick minor league stats, you know, based on minor league performance? Well, it's the top level in the country. We don't have a 50 overs league that, that compares to it. So the, the selectors would be stupid. It would be bad selectors to not base their decisions on that. Really, if you ask me, they would be. And obviously, it seems like they are basing their decisions on that because these are the standout performers that are eligible. We're standout performers in minor league cricket. If you asked me to name players for these roles that are eligible, they had the best seasons. These are the names I would have
0: chose. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think, yeah, as you say, these guys have performed domestically. The question mark will be, you know, can they produce it? at international level. And looking at that tri-series a couple of months ago in September in, in PNG, I don't think that the US was that bad. I mean, they played very badly, but you look at the guys on the team and they're all very talented. So the question a lot of the time is not necessarily... Um, are they capable of playing well? The question is, will they kind of mentally show up? And, um, right. Will they we play well? Them? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And we, we saw kind of the difference between Namibia and the USA in, in, especially one of those games where Gerrit Erasmus sort of came out and, and scrapped in some really tough conditions. Uh, you know, the bowling was good and, and the pitches were, were tricky and, and, you know, the Namibians just always found a way to squeak out enough runs to defend and, and whereas the, the US kind of collapsed uh, <laughs> a number of times and i think actually the the introduction of uh, Ian Holland will be a, a very positive one for the US lineup he's a guy who you know another one of those all-rounders but he comes in sort of middle lower order and and he you know he doesn't usually throw his wicket away you know he, he's a kind of guy who's a bit more disciplined and who doesn't get sort of flustered at the situation and you know if wickets are tumbling around him he'll stay out there so having a guy like him I think will make a difference in the middle order Usman Rafiq is, is an interesting one as you say his his uh, personal story is compelling but also Nisarg Patel is still in the squad but do you think Rafiq coming back in you know, that spin bowling all rounder role Nisarg Patel has been uh, kind of disappointing lately do you see Patel kind of being pushed out?
1: I don't know that's a very good question because it seems like the last few series at least in this one day format you get two or three games into the series and and you, you think, uh, okay, I think Nisarg's played himself out of the team. And then all of a sudden he does something, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, that's that could be a credit to his to his character. You mentioned, uh, you know, maybe we don't have enough scrappy cricketers. So the fact that he's still hanging onto his spot, he's got great numbers in the T20 game. game. You look at that, and, and that's kind of interesting to me. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you don't want to see him put new players in the team and just have them occupy a spot and go to, go somewhere and not get any time. But, you know, there's there's 14 guys on the team. If nothing goes wrong, if your first 11 do great on the first day, you're not going to make any many changes. You know, you, you might just ride out with those, especially at this point in the league. So you hate to see a guy like Osman travel all the way there to not get any time, but it, it might happen. You know, I don't know what they'll do. I think that they're probably not giving up on the or they would have just taken him out of the team altogether. But, uh, yeah, I think he always finds a way to kind of scrap scrap his way back into the graces of the selectors. Yeah, that's a
0: good point. And, you know, his determination is, as you say, something that uh, USA cricket uh, really needs. And, I mean, you know, for Usman Rafiq... There's worse things than uh, getting a, a week long holiday in Namibia. If we're honest, uh, it's a nice nice spot to visit. But yeah, I think the Namibians, as I said earlier, probably favourites. Looking ahead of this series, PNG, yeah, I, I don't see PNG really challenging Namibia again with with the lineup that they they tend to put out. It will be interesting to see how PNG go against the US. Will they, you know, continue their winning streak or you know not losing streak at least? it, it is and... interesting because they've been also been.
1: Yes, they they did pretty good against USA in the last obviously in PNG uh where they won once and they t- tied the other game. But, you know, prior to that USA pretty much beat them up really good in in this format, you know, one of the games of, of which was when Descarn had that massive innings. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I think I got to favor USA against PNG and then Namibia against everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I'm feeling about it. PNG are dead last on the table for a reason. The other interesting point, of course, is looking at the points table. You know, Oman have completed their matches and they're on 44 points. The USA have four matches left. The most points they can get up to is 37 if they win every single game. So even then they'll be a fair bit behind Oman. Scotland have plenty of games in hand on 40 points. Namibia have also plenty of games in hand and they're on 26 points. The UAE have more games in hand than the USA and they're on 27 points. So th- there's that logjam in the middle there as we talk about, but guys like Namibia, UAE and Scotland all have more games in hand than the USA. So this is this is basically the USA's last chance to get enough points to get into that top three. And, and that top three is crucial because it means they have automatic qualification to the 2023 Cricket World Cup qualifier, whereas if they finish below that cutoff, they they have to qualify through the uh, the qualifier playoff, which will be pretty tough with obviously a lot of these teams, and then the winners of the Challenge League series, which will be Jersey, who've qualified through uh, Group A, and then, uh, well, we're presuming it'll be Canada, uh, who, who are storming to qualification uh, in, in Group B. But, um, you yeah, know, there's still one round left. Uh, Canada, if they have a shocker over in Malaysia, they they might miss out on qualification. Uh, there's also, uh, you know, Singapore chasing after them. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so that, that top three finish is going to be tricky for them. But then there's also sort of the goal within the goal of a, of a top five finish, uh, which, assuming the pathways stay the same, will mean that they at least stay in... Uh, Cricket World Cup League Two uh, going forward, but then yeah, w- w- there's a lot of uncertainty about the, the kind of the, the next uh, cycle of formats below uh, the World Cup.
1: Yeah, we don't know what everything's going to look like, I guess. But yeah, the top five is like a must, or at least it has been a must. But yeah, I mean, I I think I think they got it probably. You don't want to count your chickens, but I think they got that locked up because of Nepal's
0: Nepal. <laughs> well, Nepal are on 17 points from 20 games, which. Yes, yeah, so they've got 12, twelve matches in hand, so they have plenty of time to turn around. But then, obviously, Sandeep being literally in jail at the moment his um that's certainly not going to help.
1: He probably won't have his trial for a year either, so it's it's a long time till till Sandeep even has a chance to potentially clear his name if he's if he deserves to. But um yeah, I don't know if that looks too good for Nepal, but you know, USA are definitely going to want to finish this this last leg with some wins and you know jay aaron kumar is going to want to too they're the the head coach of the usa team because he's had a very disappointing year that last the last couple of events the the papua new guinea tour which went terribly and then the zimbabwe t20 qualifier was an utter failure in pretty much everybody's eyes both of those things so he's got to be kind of on his last legs i mean i kind of understand why i don't know if uh if i would have fired him or not by now but um you can you can make both arguments well we've only got four games left let's see what happens or maybe that's a good time to get someone in it in you know what i mean but but you want to
0: you want to try to try to win here and i know he's going to want to finish on a strong note too so just to reiterate that tri-series being held in vintuk in namibia will be played between the 19th and 26th of november um i'm sure streaming will be continuing on icc.tv uh, hopefully, uh, it doesn't cut out, as it has a lot uh, over, over the last uh, little while, but um, uh, that aside, uh, yeah, looking forward to checking that out and uh, watching some uh, some high-quality cricket, as always. Uh, just one last thing to mention before we go. Uh, looking a little further ahead, we've got the Women's Under-19s World Cup, which is happening in January. and. I mean it's already November so it's not too far away but yeah you know, it it sort of feels like a lot further away than it is but the uh the under 19s women will be playing in that of course coached by Shivnaran Chandrapal who was recently inducted to into the ICC Hall of Fame.
1: Yes and USA looks like they're going to have you know a pretty pretty good squad. They they recently had the women's and the women's U19 national championships which there's so much overlap between those two groups at this point. But yeah, USA looks like they'll be they'll be pretty good for that tournament. They're trying to they're trying to prep for it, for it and this is another uh sad kind of state of affairs, another sad reflection on the state of things here is that their captain, Geetika Kodali, who a recent graduate from high school, has basically gone on and created like a GoFundMe page for the girls team to to raise money for them to prepare for that for the Women's World Cup. Uh, Women's U19 World Cup so in the meantime USA is spending money on which they, they actually did get a lot of sponsorship for this I should I should say but they've spent they're still spending some money on the U15 National Men's Championship which is kind of a I think I think unnecessary when you haven't paid your your employees yet all the way and you
0: haven't paid your contractors well it does seem like a strange priority when you've got a, a literal world cup coming up
1: got a world cup coming up and and you're the young ladies are trying to raise money via go fund me for that so it, it is strange prioritization and and i don't really think it sends a very good good message to people when uh you know you're kind of prioritizing your u15 men's championship for whatever reason so um, yeah, that's, that's one more cr- a critique I'd like to get in there, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about that. That could be a really good thing for, for cricket in the USA. Um, the women's program has come a long way. I mean, it, it's come from nothing in the last two, two years to uh, you know, we still have, according to the AGM, we still have less than, I think they said less than 300 women playing cricket in the U S which isn't really getting us close to the, you know, okay. a lot of people want the goal of making you know having NCAA sports, cricket in NCAA sports. That's not you know we're going to need a lot more than that, but that we have any at all is is a big step. And that's so much so often the case with uh, with women's cricket around the world. Um, we're not that much different. So this could go a big big long way to increasing that base of young uh, girls that, that play cricket. We need more and more and more of them, and they need eyes on them. And hopefully this tournament. If USA, U19 women, I think the the girls know how important it is for them to go out there and have a good showing on a big world stage like this. I think they all understand and they all want cricket to, to be successful here, especially for girls.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess this is a similar point uh, I've made about Canada in the past and obviously Canada <laughs> couldn't, couldn't even field a team for a qualifier, so they're even further behind than the U.S. But, you know, on the men's side of things, it kind of looks after itself in, in the sense that there is enough talent coming through and the scene is kind of self-sustaining. Whereas the women's side of things needs a lot more investment initially to, to get it all going. And yeah, as we said, it's a strange... Uh, very strange use of priorities to be, you know, spending the money to hold men's under-15s instead of, you know, better preparation for the women's under-19s World Cup. Uh, one other, just a little point that I would like to bring up about the USA women and Shubhna and and Chandrapal is that he has been coaching them specifically to run out the non-striker when the opportunity arises. You know, they're running actual drills to do that, so that's one to look out for at the World Cup. Yeah, he's got good
1: he actually works with some really interesting analysts um too to to prep for a lot of the a lot of the teams they play. So, he understands modern cricket, he understands modern uh T20 cricket. Um he's not stuck in in any kind of old old way of thinking. I think USA's been lucky with the women's women's programs in the past to have two very good uh coaches in uh Julia Price and now uh, Shiv Chanderpaul who like you said just got elected into the Hall of Fame.
0: I'm always going to be following a, a ManCat enthusiast with, with a lot of interest. Um, but also the fact that he is, um, you know, in his first series, the USA Under-19s beat the West Indies Under-19s. So, you know, that's a pretty good achievement. Um, that's probably about all we've got time for today in this uh, USA update. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us, uh, as always, Nate. Uh, and our listeners can, of course, uh, read all the latest news uh, from the U.S., Uh, on EmergingCricket.com, where you write uh, regular updates about uh, whatever's going on in the American world of cricket. And also look out for Nate's videos on the Major League Cricket Network, uh, the the YouTube channel, uh, as well as the Emerging Cricket YouTube channel as well, where we tend to host a lot of Nate content. Uh, So plenty of Nate Hayes uh, uh, going around the internet at the moment if you're interested in American cricket. And thanks once again for joining us.
1: Always a pleasure. I, you know, I thought well, you and I would maybe have more time to chat because you moved to Iceland. I'm like, oh, wow, he's even closer now. But then I realized I'm a night owl and you're already asleep usually by the time I'm ready to text somebody.
0: <laughs> well, yes, the, uh, the the Australian time difference actually worked out uh, pretty well in, in that sense. And, uh, you know, now I have to get up early for work every day uh, in Iceland. It's, it's not so good. But uh, yes, nice to talk as always, Nate. Thanks a lot.